Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found and of course taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. WrestleMania 37 is in the books. Night two uh, concluded a two night affair and uh, saw the tribal chief be acknowledged stacking Daniel Bryan and Edge to retain the Universal Championship just like he said he would. That was something else. I feel like my own personal opinion just boom off the top of my head. Night two wasn't quite as strong as night one, although it did have quite a few really awesome moments. Um, The emotion of the main event of night one really couldn't be matched. But still, I thought there was a lot to really, really like there out of this like. night. I, I think, I think, yeah, you're right about the main event for night one. But I think the overall emotion of night one, you know, first show back with Good fans point. there, with the rain delay happening, you know, there's probably a, you know, there's a certain level of frustration. I'm sure with people who, who were there having to deal with the weather, at the same time anticipation, waiting for the show to start, um, and then having Vince come out with the whole locker room, welcoming the fans back. Um, it really kickstarted a pretty emotional night for for wrestling fans, and and night two didn't quite have the level of emotion night one did, mm-hmm. but that's not to say it wasn't a great show. Before we get more into the thoughts, uh, congratulations to you, winning predictions. You picked Roman, that puts you over the edge. Ha, ha. You know what? It get was. It. I was just. That's good. I like that. That's <laughs> yes, I do get it. Um, uh, I just appreciate. I just appreciate that the enforcer came from 25 points. He was at 25 points and he came all the way back to make our predictions for the trios, uh, uh, a main event winner takes all situation. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of what we wanted anyway, which is all I wanted was something that came down to the very end. Yes. And, uh, and it did just that. So, uh, yeah, also, be- also, congratulations to our friendos over at Busted Wide Open, mm. Ian and Nick. We did our oh. annual Mania pick them. They absolutely wiped the floor with us this they year. I believe killed Nick killed us. Nick, yes, Nick finished with the top score. So, 
You know that meme, that little cartoon of that guy saying suck it and, and, and biting on his metal and like, you know, spraying the champagne and stuff. And then you widen out and he's in third place. That's like us fighting over Big Red. Like we're crap. Our, our predictions were terrible. I got one right night two. One. One. Terrible. I believe going to night two. I got one right. Terrible. Just awful. Just awful. So congratulations. Listen, I want everybody to uh, get on YouTube, get in their podcast apps, and search hey, Busted Wide Open. They're streaming right now while we're doing it. Go over there, give them a follow, give them a sub real quick. Go do it. We'll stay here, and then if they're still around, we'll raid them do afterwards. It. And then if you want to come back, whatever. Well, they might lose I lose some people. They're pretty good. They know what they're. They, they know their great. shit. Evidently, Larson. Yeah, way more than we do. A <laughs> couple of dullards like us. We need all the audience we can get. Um, so yeah, congratulations with those guys. We got to have them on the show at some point. We can talk about. Oh, hell yeah. We can. T- we need to ask them. Show us your ways. Yeah. Tell us your secrets. Well, busted wide open. I did really good at Takeover. I got two, two, uh, only two matches wrong of what eleven. That's pretty good. Takeovers are really kind of easy to call though. Like takeovers are not that difficult. I got too much emotion going into takeovers. That's the problem. Oh, that's like, the problem. I'm too you're like Cross. You're overwhelmed by emotion. I need to learn Not how to Finn master Balor that stuff. Takeover prediction. You are the Finn Balor. Um, but uh, but yeah, be nice to add uh, my titles back to that. But hey, congratulations to you. You've only padded your lead in the going in Raw Cup. Of course, we yeah, drafted lead now. See, at the draft in October. I have my new desk here. You got uh, the new I desk. I'll give you a quick update on put the it tally on the here. shelf I, so we can see it, it right there. I tried. It doesn't. There's no way to put it there. They actually really see it that well. Right, right like there. That's as good as it gets. That's oh, great. Okay, that's look. It's the best video game in the world. We can see it. Um, I'm up on you about 50 points. Yeah. See, you're doing great there. That's awesome. Um, I know how to draft. So you know how to draft. That's awesome. Uh, so uh, so yeah. Let's let's dive into this uh, sure. into this recap here. It opened up. With uh, Hulk Hogan and Titus, they come out as pirates. Uh, obviously, they're hosts, and they're they're introing the show. Yeah, and they do that. We don't have to go over what they said. No, I, I didn't write any, I didn't write down anything what they God, said. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, uh, things, uh, the first match mm-hmm. tonight they announced beforehand was Randall Keith Orton versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Orton came out with some great gear, awesome gear, white trunks, white knee pads. Some red and black trim looked phenomenal. It's crazy, like because we don't ever see that from him, like ever. Like I think I've seen him in red, and maybe blue and purple, and then green. Yeah, like a dark green. But, yeah. Wow, white. He looked amazing. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty great. cool. And so before the match begins, uh, we get this shot of 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 uh, of, of the fiend after you know as he's been looking of late post getting lit on fire by Randy Orton. He's walking through this hallway that looked like uh, that bit from the weekend's uh, Super Bowl halftime show where he's walking through that tunnel of all the lights, but they, they turned all the lights off. Dude, he was in like Rawgate. He was in, in Rawgate. He was in Rawgate, yeah. yeah. And so he's walking, and there's like a transition that goes over him, and he turns from Burnt Fiend to OG Fiend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Alexa comes out first. She walks up to this huge jack-in-a-box, starts cranking the handle. Mm-hmm. Predictably, out pops the Fiend. He very gingerly, carefully walks around the edge of the jack-in-the-box a little bit. It's going to be hard seeing through that mask. Mm-hmm. It's dark, the red lights and all that. Uh, eventually, he closes the, the lid, jumps off the jack-in-the-box, clothesline is Orton, breaks his neck, does a little salute to Brody Lee, which is great, sets up for a punt. Orton rolls out of the ring. Uh, there's some action uh, on the floor. 
Orton hits a trio of draping DDTs after the third one. Uh, he sets up for an RKO. Instead, the Fiend counters with a mandible claw, and as he's set up for Sister Abigail, fire shoots up from the ring post. Yeah. And he turns, the camera cuts to Alexa. She's now sitting atop of the jack-o'-lantern, um, and she's got like a headband on, and there's all this black, like the black goo mm-hmm. that Orton's been throwing up, but, you know, a lot is viscous. And it's all just yeah. dripping down her face. Yeah, she looked, it, like, production-wise, it looked great. It looked like mm-hmm. something out of, like, Dark City, that old movie from, like, the 90s. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looked really cool. Now, some people, Muted Mayday in our chat, uh, pointed us towards uh, this thing called Twitter, where people, and I know I, I just typed in uh, Alexa and Alistair, and, like, a ton of people had made this uh, connection. Of course, Dullards, we did not. Um, uh, that, you know, she was sitting there like Alistair Black. Now, visually... Um, aesthetically, there were similarities also in, you know, she's wearing all black um, and she's sitting there cross-legged. How awesome would it be? Obviously, he hasn't been seen in the 24-7 locker room. He hasn't been seen, um, Period. you know, in, October, he think. hasn't been seen. Yeah, he wasn't in the Andre. Um, how awesome would it be to re-debut him in this manner under the creative direction, seemingly, of Bray, of Bray Wyatt? I would mark out so hard if this was cool. the case. It'd be pretty cool. It'd be great. So, so Alexa reaches out for to the fiend, and he reaches out back, uh, and so he's completely distracted from Orton. Orton then hits the fiend with a single RKO, mm-hmm. single, to get the win. Orton leaves. Uh, fiend gets up, stares at Bliss. Lights come down, come back up, and they're both gone. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I not thinking of the potential Alistair connection when this all happened. My first thought was, oh, maybe Alexa. Uh, by helping uh, to conjure the fiend again has taken some of his power. Yeah. Or something like that. You know, no, totally. It could be she or she spent the time while he was dead or in hell or wherever he was to, uh, to, yeah, to learn to manifest his powers, to use that, to bring him back, whatever, whatever the case would be that they'd tell the story with. Um, it does seem like Bray has something very, uh, I mean, I, I guess the only thing about this, it seemingly you would think this is the end of him and Orton, um, yeah. and, uh, you know, it does seem the only thing is like the, the, the story of him and Orton has been going on for so long Got that right. for it to end with a single RKO. And then they just move on to, to whatever this Alexa stuff is mm-hmm. seems like a bit of a, I don't know about cop out, but it's, it's a fairly anticlimactic, you know? Yeah. I, um, I know. because typically an RKO is not going to get the job done, but in this case it's like, okay, wait a second. Has Alexa sort of sucked some of the power away from the fiend exactly. allowing him to be like this or was he just so distracted he was like whatever let me eat this wrestling pin and then move on with I my know. life well that's that's kind of the issue with with the storytelling approach with the fiend is he's obviously doing some stuff that's a bit outside the box that in any other you know storytelling medium would not be outside the norm but when you're trying to do some of the story he's apparently trying to do within the conventions of pro wrestling you get moments like this where we're expecting certain tropes, certain things to happen, and it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and it can be a bit bewildering. You know, like I I understand why people would not be into this because it's hard to tell in a serialized storytelling method like pro wrestling, where things aren't necessarily always. There's a lot of, especially in WWE, there's a lot of connecting thoughts for yourself and reading between sure. the lines. Yeah. Not everything is necessarily explained because things can be dropped, changed. Um, and so, you know, things will happen 
You might not get explanations for it. You really have to try to connect some things yourself. Um, or, you know, like I mentioned before, sometimes things are just changed or dropped and never explained, never referenced again. So I understand people might not be into it. But it opens doors for potentially some interesting stories. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, dude. I mean, my thing is this. I understand that when this plays out in front of a live crowd, it's not the most interesting thing in the world. You know, it's like it's a bit more interesting when you're sitting at home. You get the, you know, the the the, the additional layers of TV direction and TV production. <clears throat> um, you know, a couple of people here in chat have noticed, yeah, they're live. You can totally see people coming in and out of the box and doing this and that and the other. And, uh, and that's part of the fun of being there live. But uh, but I don't know. I like these stories. The thing that I liked about this, they kept this match pretty short, you know. And so it wasn't like I remember how bored out of my mind I was being there at 33 with all those silly, you know, projections on the mat. And it's like it felt I don't know how long it actually was. It felt like it was forever. And this was it was quickly paced. Um, It was not a very long match. Um, and it advanced a story, and hopefully they just sort of move on and take it into a different direction. I would love it if Alistair Black was rolled into it. I think that, you know, uh, mystique-wise, I think he's got what it takes to, to hang with The Fiend. And, hey, maybe this is a way to transform The Fiend back into Bray Wyatt, you know? Maybe they'll maybe. take it there. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. You know? Uh, so, according to Wikipedia, their match at Media 33 was 10 and a half minutes. No way. That's what it says here. Well, when people just stand around for 10 minutes, it feels like a long time. Yeah. Seriously. So backstage after that, uh, Hulk Hogan brother Titus and Eric Bischoff are talking. Bailey rolls in, says, hey, I'm a big fan of your podcast, Eric Bischoff. Uh, But if you want to be on a real show, ding dong, hello, uh, uh, you know, uh, roll over here. And Bischoff's uh, Bischoff puts over the Banks Belair match, says, man, I'd really love to get uh, Bianca Belair on my podcast. And Bailey says, yeah, 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 they're great, but they're not me. I've been on both nights of WrestleMania. I have my own show. And then they all one by one just sort of ditch her. Eric Bischoff talks about a boat. And Hogan's like, oh, brother, let's go see that. And Titus is like, man, those guys ditched me. He was like, sorry, I got Hall of Fame stuff to do. He puts a hat on her, his mm-hmm. pirate hat on her, and he leaves. Yep. After that, uh, women's tag titles, Natalia and Tamina taking on Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. This is a good, fun, hard-hitting match. Uh Tamina and I seemingly really like to, to work a bit snug with each other. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, uh, so uh, early on, Natalia and Tamina hit this great slingshot super kick combo. Gets a two count. Uh, and then uh, Shayna for a stretch was destroying Natalia with knees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. like hit two or three Ds in pretty quick succession. That looked stiff. And and, and it looks like it would probably suck to take. Uh, eventually, Tamina gets the hot tag. Shayna's tagged in too. Tamina goes on a run. Shayna's looking for a clutch. Tamina blocks it, kind of muscles her way out, hits her with a Samoa drop, gets two. Uh, then she goes up top. Uh, Shayna kicks her. Naya tags in. She's looking for a Samoa drop off the top. Natalia makes the save, pulling Tamina off the top rope. And then Naya hits both of them with a, a fun splash off the second rope, gets a two. Uh, Naya then starts talking trash oh, to Tamina. This was great. So the censors missed it, but she said, You ain't shit. I'm King Kong, bitch. And then yeah. t- and she slaps Tamina. Tamina gets up, forearms her, body slams her, and gets two with that. Uh, Tamina goes up for a splash, uh, throws up the signs, and misses. Uh, Natalia then uh, later on is able to get the sharpshooter on Nia, but she hadn't realized that Shayna had tagged in right before then and was knocked off the apron. So she gets that sharpshooter on. Shayna comes in, puts on the, the clutch, and uh, Natalia passes out, so Shayna mm-hmm. and Nia uh, keep their titles. 
I really like this match. I like the stuff between Tamina and Nia. I hope they keep mm -hmm. Tamina and Natalia together as a team. Yeah, I think um, they're a good team. I think they are too. Uh, next, we had Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. I like they said, hey, guys, you're getting about 11 minutes. And it was a sprint from Off the very beginning. to the races. This and was, it was awesome. Great. It was great. So uh, b uh, before Kevin Owens made his entrance, Sammy got on the mic, introduced Logan Paul, uh, calls him an ally, his only ally in exposing this conspiracy. Logan takes a seat ringside, bell rings, Zane charges Owens, bang, pop-up powerbomb. <laughs> started um, with a pop-up powerbomb. Started with a pop-up powerbomb. Yeah. Eventually, Sammy hits a brain buster on the apron. Yeah. It wasn't on the top turnbuckle. Well, it was on the apron. Well. I'll take it. Later on, uh, uh, Kevin Owens teased a package pile driver. Teased it. Didn't yeah. hit it, but teased Ooh. it. I would have marked out huge, huge if Kevin Owens hit a package pile driver. Anyways, so Sammy takes control for a spell, nods to Logan. Uh, that allows Owens to hit some shots. Sammy responds with a Mishinoku driver that gets him a two count. Uh, Sammy puts Owens on top. They brawl up there. Uh, Owens headbutts him off. Frog splash, two count. Uh, Sammy avoids a pop-up powerbomb. Uh, Kevin Owens hits a pump handle deck breaker for a two. That's when he calls for the package pile driver. Sammy escapes that. Hits a exploder in the corner. Sets up for Haluva kick. Uh, Owens evades. Goes for a stunner. Sammy reverses that to a blue thunder bomb. That was great. Gets mm -hmm. a two count. Mm -hmm. Sammy hits another exploder, a half and half suplex, and then another brain buster only to get a two count. They go back up top. Uh, Owens hits the fisherman suplex off the second rope. Clothesline, another clothesline. Uh, he runs back to the opposite corner to go for a third. Sammy runs in for a haluva that kick. Was, uh, that was so great. That, I, that moment was so awesome. And yeah. a commentary mentioned, I think it was Battleground 2016. Mm -hmm. The same bit happened when Sammy was the face and Owens was the heel. Mm -hmm. Where Sammy catches Owens as he's fallen. And he picks him up, puts him back in the corner, going for another one. Uh, uh, instead, he runs into a super kick. Mm -hmm. Owens hits another one. Then a stunner to get the win. Yeah, this next part was great because uh, Logan Paul comes in. Sammy starts yelling at him, saying, "Dude, you're my guest. You were my guest. You're supposed to help me. You were my guest." And he sh and uh, and Logan Paul and he sort of gets in. You know, he's like poking at him, and Logan Paul's like sort of putting his hand and he shoves Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn goes flying to the floor. Uh, he gets out and he walks away. Logan then goes over to Kevin and Kevin Owens is sort of standing there watching this all go down. Logan holds up. Kevin Owens' hand or his wrist, and he points at him and he puts it down. And Kevin Owens looks at his wrist and sort of like, and he milks it. He milks it so oh, beautifully great. because the crowd wants this guy to get stunned. And he sort of looks around and he know everybody knows it's going to happen except for Logan Paul. And Logan Paul is just sort of in his own world, like cheering him and stuff. And then he goes up and he feigns a hug and he gives him a stunner, and the crowd goes crazy. It was so good. It was, it was awesome. So good. Kevin Owens did a hell of a job milking that moment. It was mm. great. Uh, we got a backstage bit between Matt Riddle and the great Kali next. Uh, Riddle uh, congratulates Kali in his induction to the Hall of Fame. He was He's pretty awed by the size of Kali's hand. He talks to the great Kali, pitches him on the idea of opening up a giant store. Mm -hmm. Huge size scooters. Giant so on, toilets. So yes. And scooters. And, and, and great Kali's just shaking his head. Uh, RVD steps in, uh, translates what great Kali has to say says, in order to corner the market, we need creative branding. And then RVD brings up his own brand of rolling papers. <laughs> yeah. And apparently his website crashed right after this segment for people trying to buy his rolling papers. Yep. And so RVD wishes Riddle good luck on his match, which was next against Sheamus for the U.S. title. So uh, it was great. Uh, Sheamus was, I think, the first person tonight to get 8K in the, uh, the entrance. Mm -hmm. Riddle had the doves flying from his feet, but they were pirate doves. 
They were. One of them winked at him with his the non pirate pirate patch. I, oh, by the way, that's I guess that's your punishment. You're gonna we're gonna you're gonna dress like a pirate. But I don't want to look like a pirate. <laughs> you gotta wear you gotta wear the puffy shirt. You gotta wear the puffy shirt. <laughs> you gotta wear the pirate shirt. Yeah. I can't um, even use the excuse of you being a soft talker. <laughs> so wearing this pirate stuff. All right, hold on a second. Uh, yeah, you gotta look look for a pile. I'll go through this match. I mean, I'm just gonna go through the bits. Again, this is exactly what you'd expect from Riddle and Sheamus. Really, really physical stuff. Really, these guys love working snug, stiff. I could watch these guys fight and fight and fight. We yeah. got a Spanish fly from the top. Uh, Riddle got a bro hammer off. Uh, he goes to the, he comes over the top rope. Oh yeah, he sort of like flips over the top rope as if he's gonna give the uh, the buckshot lariat. And instead, he just eats a huge knee. Oh, that knee! That and then he gets rough. dropped with an Alabama slam, which is still my least favorite move in pro wrestling. Sheamus gets two with that. Riddle hits a German suplex on the apron. He hits a floating bro for two. Uh, Sheamus tries for a top rope white noise, but he sort of slips, and they they cover really well for the botch. He hits a normal one. He goes back up, hits a flying knee. Uh, and then as Riddle is trying for a moonsault, uh, uh, he gets hit with a brogue kick mid-moonsault, and that is what does it for yeah. Sheamus. He picks up the United States Riddle championship. mouth is just pouring blood afterwards. Looks like Sheamus' uh, boot might have caught uh, Riddle in the mouth during the brogue kick. Riddle is, and you know, Riddle was just fuming after the match, and Sheamus yeah. was all jacked. Uh, these guys, man, these guys can go and go and go, and I'll never get yeah. bored. Terrific yeah. match from these two, who have been putting on terrific matches for months and months and months now. Uh, yeah. A- after uh, that, that mm-hmm. uh, quick little bit, Bad Bunny, he's out in like some desolate environment. Uh, Triple H walks up with the case. Uh, Triple H tells Bunny, it's time for you to do what you need to do, hands him the case. Bunny gets on top of the, the bed uh, of his semi, uh, opens the case, Inside is a mic with like a skull logo with a Triple H mic, essentially. Bad Bunny's going on tour in 2022. They announced all the dates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, after that, we had Apollo Cruz versus Big E in the Nigerian drum fight. Turns out there were a lot of drums there. Uh, there were there was a gong there. I think I, I think that's correct. A gong. Yes. Uh, yes. And then Kendo Mania is just Kendo stick match. 
It was just kendo sticks. Yeah. Um, so they didn't hold back on the kendo sticks though, because no. they immediately start. the bell, It was great. The bell rings. They immediately leave the ring to go get their uh, kendo sticks. Great. They come back in. They just start wailing on each other with these things. Yeah, it was awesome. It was fantastic. Again, a very physical match. They brought the steel steps into it. Probably the biggest moment there is when Big E drops Apollo from the apron down to the steel steps on the ground with an Urinagi. It mm. looked, it. I mean, Apollo t- took the whole thing on his shoulder, basically. That sucked. It looked like it sucked. Um, at one point, the table was set up. Apollo goes through that, trying to splash Big E. Big E then gets his finish off. And then as he's going for the pin, Dabakato shows up wearing what looked to be sort of like the the, the soldier attire that uh, Apollo's other guard guys from weeks ago had on mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. get he uh, gets Big E up, just drops him. What did what did he drop him with? Was it like a choke slam? I sort yeah, of yeah, I believe it was a choke slam. Like a double hand, like a um, yeah, choke slam. Okay, uh, and then he dragged Apollo on top of Big E. Apollo Cruz is now Intercontinental Champion. He got that at WrestleMania. Awesome moment for the human being, Apollo. Uh, it was pretty great. So what's your update on pirate costumes? Uh, it'll all be here by Wednesday. <laughs> all right. Well, starting so next Monday. I got a Monday. puffy shirt. I got a puffy shirt. Mm-hmm. I got an eye patch, mm-hmm. and I got a hat, and I got a sword. Well, a week from tomorrow, you'll be debuting your new yar pirate look. That's your WrestleMania. I want to be a pirate. I didn't I know I agreed to that. <laughs> Oh man! Not blaming myself. Had a terrible day too. Just terrible. Bad day. Terrible. Terrible day too. Uh, so we had to announce the Hall of Fame class of 2021. All the inductees came out on the stage, save for Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, and then uh, after that, we had Rhea Ripley versus Oscar for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, fun match. It felt like it was missing a little bit of a spark. It Just did. A little bit. It did. Just a little bit. Uh, also shocking. Rhea Ripley is helping out the record for those people who won with the musical entrance. You know, um, I figured. I figured there was two musical entrances on the same day. They both, both can't have both of them lose, right? Um, can't have both of them lose. Yeah, I. You know, it's not even that they had bad chemistry, because like, maybe it had to do with the story that they told, which there wasn't. There wasn't much of a story, which was just. There wasn't much of one. Usually, you know, you get like, oh, somebody's targeting something because they know something about the other person or uh, or, you know, they're playing mind games because well, they know, know they're done, distracted by something in their life. As we saw in the main event, when it's done right and the groundwork's laid, you could have moments in the ring just based on moves being performed or, or moments that happen that harken back to the story that's being told the weeks or months leading up to that match. When you have two weeks to build to a match. That's the thing. There's nothing to harken back to. There's nothing to reference. Now, let me ask you no this. personal beef here. Really? The plan a what? was of course, Charlotte flair, Lacey Evans in an mm-hmm. all my confidence points on Charlotte flair match yeah. uh, with Ric flair cornering Lacey Evans. Yeah. What would you have rather seen? Cause I would have rather seen what we had tonight. Oh, yeah. It was a much better match than we would have got. It was, because that would have been a complete goof entertainment thing. Well, then, uh, I mean, plan B, seemingly Oscar versus Charlotte. 
Which, man, if they would have, if if Oscar could have gotten a win on Charlotte, which I don't know would have been the case. I mean, it seems like they were just determined to get that belt off Oscar. I know, I know, I know. Um, so they did that. I mean, right? Uh, Rhea got a lot of shit talking in, a lot of hubris. She got caught with a knee bar. She's able to get out of that and hit a German suplex. Oscar uh, hit kicks to the head, hip attack for two. Rhea dropped Oscar's face on the apron. Rhea DDT. That's weird. It says Rhea DDT'd Rhea off the apron. Oh, Oscar DDT'd Rhea Oscar. off the apron. They, there was no raw gate moment there. Um, no, Rhea, it wasn't like when another Sasha Banks came out during a Sasha Banks match that we did in a wee book raw. And then another one came out. Then another one weeks later. Uh, I mean, even even in this case, it was a great, it was a good moment. Uh, but Rhea beat the count at seven as opposed to like nine. You know, there just didn't seem to be a lot of drama to this match. And in the end, Rhea just sort of out of nowhere hit Riptide um, after they were countering a bunch of submission stuff. Um, just sort of out of nowhere for the win. So awesome moment for Rhea. She worked her yeah, ass totally, off in NXT. Totally, she was a big totally. star. And hopefully this will just propel her to, you know, where she should be, which is a superstar. And hopefully she'll totally. get a win over Charlotte. Um, totally, totally. But and and maybe, maybe the upside of this is maybe creative will now figure something out to do with Asuka because seemingly her having the title has not given creative anything, any ideas for her ever since the last summer when she was in that great feud with Sasha and Bailey yeah. like May, when she got right. the belt last year up until SummerSlam, pretty much mm-hmm. she was basically the MVP of WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She they used her a work. lot. They used her a yeah. lot. She would like just show up randomly on both brands mm-hmm. uh, or on SmackDown rather. And on, on top of raw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. She was doing so. really great work. And then uh, they just seemed to have nothing for her. Yeah. Uh, after that, uh, Titus and Hogan are on the stage. They're thanking us for watching, thanking the fans there. They're interrupted by Bailey. She says, I've heard enough from the both of you. Uh, they're out there thanking the world for watching. And they didn't mention one person they should be thanking, Bailey. Mm. She says, as a matter of fact, where's my pyro? And after a brief little pause, there's some pyro that shoots off. She said that she's been carrying hosting, hosting duties for the last two nights, dealing with Hall of Famers, legends, Michael Cole, but this is her time to shine. She's interrupted by the Bella Twins. Bailey's like, hey, I said it was my time to shine. Uh, uh, she tells Nikki, John Cena isn't here tonight. Nikki slaps her. Bree knees her. They both toss her down the ramp. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, after that, uh, we had our main event. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about this real quick because there's a lot to get through here. Let's talk about this. So they announced the next pay-per-view, May 15th. It's Backlash, but it's WrestleMania Backlash. Mm-hmm. They're gonna run it, run it back. Maybe Some rematches, perhaps. All rematches, like payback after the week after SummerSlam last year. What if they just do a shot-for-shot remake, but at Thunderdome? Yeah, but at Thunderdome, but everything's the same. Everything, all the moves are the same, all the camera angles are the same. Everything's the exact same. Yeah, I wouldn't watch that. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> well, but do it. Everything's shot-for-shot remake, but all the finishes go the opposite way. Oh wow. How would it? How, what's the opposite way in a triple threat match? Uh, Daniel Bryan would have pinned Roman. He's and on Edge. bottom. He's on the bottom. Then Edge, to yeah. flip it over. Yeah. Okay. Roman's on the bottom. Then Edge and then Edge, Daniel, then Bryan, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Everything's just reversed. Oh my lord. 
Great segue for the main event, Daniel Bryan versus Edge versus Roman. Uh, uh, typical yes chance for Daniel Bryan. Pretty damn huge pop for Edge. Yeah, huge pop All for Edge. All the kind of heelish stuff he was doing the last few weeks didn't seem to matter. People were excited to see Edge. Absolutely. Uh, a good amount of booze for Roman when his music hits, but when he actually made his way into the stadium, there's a smattering of cheers. There was plenty of booze in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was without a doubt the heel in this match. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No doubt. So anyways, uh, early on, uh, Roman was just doing this thing where he was sending one of his opponents to the floor so Jay could super kick them. He did it to the, to Daniel Bryan, did it to Edge, clears off the announce table. Bryan hits with suicide dive, and then Jay hit, super kicks Daniel Bryan again. Uh, Edge uh, sends Jay into the ring steps, tosses Roman to the barricade apron repeatedly back and forth, back and forth, and the ring post. And then he DDTs Jay on the base bottom part of the ring steps, seemingly to write Jay out of the match. And he was gone for a good stretch, but mm-hmm. he would return. Mm-hmm. Um, bunch of action in the ring. Um, you know, uh, everybody getting uh, opportunities to get their stuff in. I want to kind of fast forward a little bit to where is it? Okay, this part was this bit was great. So Brian's hitting yes kicks on both Edge and Roman, misses the head kick to Roman, hits Edge with a knee plus, uh, dodges a Superman punch, hits Roman with a head kick. That gets the two count. He hits uh, Roman with some Daniels and stomps, sinks in the yes lock. Mm-hmm. Edge breaks that up. Yes. Brian puts Edge in yes lock. Roman breaks that up. Uh, he hits Brian with some ground and pound. Um, power bombs Daniel Bryan onto Edge, mm-hmm. boots Bryan out of the ring, um, goes down the floor as well. Uh, uh, Roman sucks chance breakout, and he's reacting to him. It's like, why don't you appreciate me? Yeah. Acknowledge me. Yeah. So he goes and gets the ring steps, brings him near the announce table. Mm-hmm. He builds a porch. To get him crap. Builds a porch to the commentary table. Giving, giving him crap. He power bombs the hell out of Daniel oh Bryan at the announce table. He's out. And, he's out for now. Yeah, and Roman is yelling at the crowd. Uh, so he's not paying attention. Edge is coming in, spears Roman off the steps to the floor. And from our perspective, it was completely out of nowhere because they didn't cut to Edge coming in. No. no, no. Edge puts Roman back on the ring, gets a couple of chairs to the timekeeper's area. As he's getting in the ring, Roman stomps on one of the chairs, and as Edge is kind of yanking it back, a piece of the chair breaks off. Mm-hmm. Um, so Roman's looking for a guillotine. Edge tosses uh, Roman neck first in the top rope, falls with a cross face, so... Uh, uh, Roman's trying to power out. Mm-hmm. So Edge grabs that piece of chair and then puts it through his mouth and starts oh. cranking back on the cross. Oh, face. yeah. Roman's just about to tap out. And then Daniel Bryan gets in there again out of nowhere, holds the hand from tapping out and then puts him in the yes lock for a double right. submission. And him and Edge are looking to each other. Edge says, what are you doing? Let go. And Daniel Bryan Headbutts them. They start headbutting each other. I mean, it's the story of this match played out in one in like a move. Mm-hmm. In a move, you know, yeah. and it happened later on too. Yeah, exactly. it's just good storytelling. Yeah. It's great storytelling. So Daniel Bryan eventually gets the advantage. Headbutts Edge off. Hits Edge with a ton of shots. He yells at Edge, "You got a bad neck, huh?" <laughs> oh God, that was so good. Hits Danielson stomp. Sets up for a knee plus. Edge counters with a spear. Follows with a spear on Roman. Uh, uh, he's getting a pinfall there. Brian pulls the ref back, and Edge, Edge loses, loses his mind. Loses his shit. Loses his mind. He gets a bunch more chairs. Uh, hits Brian with them. Uh, hits. Uh, does alternating chair shots to Daniel Bryan and Roman. Puts Brian's head under a chair. Uh, grabs another. Puts under Roman's head. Uh, hits a concerto on Brian. Turns to Roman. Jay comes back in the ring. Uh, he swings a chair at Edge. Uh, Edge hits him with the spear. 
he starts taking the chair to Jay, turns around, Roman spears him. And then Roman hits concerto, a concerto on Edge, <laughs> yeah. drags Edge over to Daniel Bryan, stacks him on top, covers them both to get the win. Oh, my. He stacked them, dude. I did not. He, he said he was going to do that. Still didn't and then he it. said, and then you're going to see a million dollars worth of pyro. And sure enough, now I don't know it's a million, but there was a no, no. ton of pyro that went off. Yeah. Um, just a ton as the whole world acknowledged him as the tribal chief. Yeah. Hell of a main event. Brilliant storytelling. Brilliant yeah. storytelling. All right. Let me ask you this. Yeah. It, it's probably a bit too early to tell. But nonetheless, mania rankings. Where does this stand? Because this has got to be top 10. This has got to be a top 10 mania. Dude, this would. Uh, I mean, name 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 a good mania. Like 30. 30. 30. 17. It's funny, dude. 18. As much as the circumstances. 19. As as much as the circumstances really like led to last year's being just a weird crap one, the same circumstances led to this being so good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you have to account for the emotion of the moment and the fact that, I mean, we said it. I'm, I was trying to look for that piece of. Oh, oh, here it is. Okay. Um. Well, it didn't quite play out like that, but because we were we were talking about during the stream. If this mania was meant for people to have their moments that they never got at WrestleMania, like that none was of day the, one, not the so only, much night two though. What's that? That that, that, that happened night one, for, night two. No, not, not night two. No. Apollo did get his moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I dude, this was a real. I mean, every there was so many title changes. There were so many things that happened. You know, so many story, so many story beats that really made sense and mattered. Um, you even had Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens do somebody here in chat said you had a 45 or a 35 minute banger compressed to 10 minutes and it was amazing. Um, I mean, there was really not very ma- many matches that stood out. It was like, oh, yeah, that wasn't great. Like tag turmoil yesterday eh, wasn't all that great. Uh, kind of made up for with the terrific tag team match I thought we had tonight. Um, you know, Rhea versus Asuka. Probably lacked a little bit of spark, but hell, you can't argue with Rhea Ripley winning. Yeah, you and know, just because it lacked a little bit of spark doesn't mean it was a bad match. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad, bad match. It wasn't a bad match. It just didn't have the. It didn't have the the, the feeling the, or the intensity seemingly that some of the other matches had. It wasn't. It wasn't Rhea versus Shayna in NXT when yeah. when Rhea won the title. It wasn't that. Yeah. And I think that's more so because they had two weeks to build or three weeks to build. Yeah, they had a lot more time. Yeah, exactly. That, that was like anything, a big thing. Probably what the issue was. I mean, all time, I don't know. I'd have to have them out in front of me. Again, circumstances dictate this is just a weird situation. But damn it, dude. Bob Lashley retaining Amos in that moment. There were so much, so Bianca many. Bianca winning. Bianca winning. There were a lot of great moments this year. Yep. You know? Yep. Yep. So someone in, in chat before we... Uh, started uh asked early picks for money in the bank and you said let's wait till the show to talk about it you know dude you're zero and three now over the past wrestlemanias but your your road to redemption starts at money in the bank because it was it was otis it was the otis win that i feel really uh uh cemented something your run last year yeah i know you it did your run last that year. was my moment eight months yes that was yes, my I moment and you need a moment at money in the bank see um, since august when i got big red and also big gold like up until like i had both those belts up until february 
or sorry, the Rumble dropped big red for one pay per view. Got it right back mm-hmm. uh, at at Revolution. Lost big gold. Now replaced by big platinum behind you, thanks to Dirty Rich. Mm-hmm. Um, I still got this. I feel like I've had a pretty good run, but yes, it's lacking that defining moment. Oh no, manic pick. That's as close as I'm getting to my defining moment. But that's impact. No disrespect to impact. That was like our first impact stream. We did predictions. So I still feel like I need that defining moment. I agree. And I was hoping that would have been tonight. That if I could go a protracted stretch, eight months, with just dropping it once. Mm-hmm. Granted, not the the, 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 the the stretch of dominance that you had last year, but still pretty damn good. And having all the belts, something you have yet to do, uh, would have been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Although I guess you have everything but, but this now. I yeah. still have this. Yeah. Anyways, who's your early pick from Money in the Bank? Oh, uh, should be big. Should be biggie. Should be. Um, although I guess you have Drew out there, huh? Yeah, those are those are kind of the two favorites in my mind too. Biggie and Drew. Um, although, you know cool, no, although they're I, both I faces, that. and that never works. I want to say never. I think Drew could do could be the guy that could do this. Win it and says. Two years ago, I made a vet in Mania, won the, won the belt from Brock in kind of unusual circumstances. I was hoping to get that moment again in front of fans this year. It didn't happen. I want to guarantee my spot right now that I'm in the main event of Mania. I will cash in main event of WrestleMania, uh, uh, my Money in the Bank contract. I think that would be cool. That's a, a pretty solid baby face way to approach the contract. Oh, if but if who did that? If Drew did that. I think you're right, and I think... Whoever wins it is going to be a legitimate right now main event player. So I'm talking Orton, Drew, and I would say I would put Big E in there simply because. But you know who else? You know who else? Mr. WrestleMania, Seth Rollins, as he called himself. Um, I mean, that dude has probably the great, not even probably, the greatest cash-in in the history of cash-ins. Oh, yeah. Seth Rollins. And he was the perfect Mr. Money in the Bank. He's doing great work right now. He can add some drip to the to the suit, to the briefcase, mm-hmm. to the attache case, if you will. Um, he's a legitimate main event player. He's on the wrong brand. Because he's not going to cash in on Roman. Nope. Um, Bobby, they can turn to a to a face if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're talking about if it's if if Seth gets it and they put him back over on Raw in October, maybe it's Seth. Maybe. But I think yeah, Drew would be if they want the safest choice. It's Drew. And he says that he says I'm cashing in at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. you know. But then I mean, you do. I think one thing about the Money in the Bank is that they also like the the unknown. They like they like being able to use that as a potential plot device. At I any know moment. they do, but how often does that really pan out? Especially lately, it's tired. It's a tired trope. It is. That's what I'm thinking. Do something different with it. Yeah. Do something different. Yeah. Want to answer a couple questions? Yes. Uh, Kirsten with some bits. Thank you very much. Says Merry Mania Week. Uh, Strar W says, "Do you think Ricochet gets a title shot again?" Um, 
I would like to think, I mean, yeah, like the TNT title, um, you know, maybe the uh, AEW tag titles, maybe an AEW world title shot. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the ju- maybe the junior heavyweight title shot. Maybe. Uh, Call Me Daddy says Big E is auctioning off, auctioning off, sorry, his ring attire from tonight right now for charity. That's awesome. Hey, oh, that's really cool. That's great. Um, how would you feel if, you remember I was mentioning, you know, they got, Santos, Escobar, they've got Kushida. Mm-hmm. What if you slide Ricochet back to NXT for the Cruiserweight division? I mean, they make for some awesome matches. It'd be better than what they got going on for him now. What if you put Which Ricochet there, nothing. and apparently the guy who trained Bad Bunny, Drew Gulak. You put mm-hmm. Drew Gulak there, and just stellar matches. Like back when it was Pac versus Austin Aries, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stellar mm-hmm. matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's a bad man with sub. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Um, uh, Mr. Sinister, uh, Larson is saying for them to do something different, which is they, what they did last year. Yeah, but okay. That's, that's not, he, I think you mean do something different as opposed to a heel with the opportunistic cash in Otis having it last year was different, but not in a good way. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he didn't say he was going to cash it in any time. I mean, the different aspect is is they haven't done that since Mr. Kennedy. Mr. Kennedy says I'm going to cash it at WrestleMania. It was a good it was a good idea for the wrong like 15 guy. Fifteen years ago, it was a good idea for the wrong guy. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's funny. You're high because I'm dope. Says what if Seth wins Money in the Bank and fakes being cool with Roman until he eventually attempts to cash in? Oh, I wow. think Roman would probably see through that. Wow. Uh, Carl's uh, Moving Castle. We got a lot of people asking this. Should we expect Ronda and or Becky tomorrow on Raw? No. They're going to come back when fans are back. Yeah. D gigs with the sub. Thank you so much. Uh, views from Jesus. Any surprises for Raw tomorrow? Maybe EO. Maybe. Maybe EO. But I feel like, you know, with a new tag champions on Raw, with a new uh, women's champion on Raw, with a new United States champion on Raw, there's enough ingredients there for stuff to feel really different and they can go in all sorts of different directions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Snake Twisted with some bits says power rank gear both nights. Who do you think had the best gear? Edge's gear looked great. Orton, Edge looked great. Um, Asuka had some really cool gear. Asuka had some neat looking gear. Um... Uh, oh, oh! To me, it's still Sasha. To me, it's still yeah. Sasha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Quote the Raven: Since returning Edge has only won three matches and unsuccessfully lost his title shot, is this comeback a success or fail? An unmitigated success. He was in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. Yes, he got stacked on you know on top of another person, but uh, still an un- mm-hmm. absolutely a success. I'm sure he's having the time of his life. Uh, Joey in the AM Biggie looked sad during his entrance. Kind of knew he was going to lose from that. Plus hometown, and uh, of course, Biggie was going to lose. I just, it felt like he was emotional. I didn't initially mm-hmm. get sad. You know, he's there in his hometown. Fans are back. You know, it's it's got to it's got to be pretty pretty emotional for these performers who for the you know the longest time, you know, for the duration of their entire careers performed in front of fans, and then for the last year not do that. What a, do that in your hometown. That's pretty special. What a great idea here. I didn't even think about this, and I'm sure plenty of people here in the chat. Yeah, a lot of people in the chat are saying it. Edge 
Edge wins Money in the Bank. He goes away for two months, yeah. comes, you know, declares for Money in the Bank. The first guy to do it. Uh, what kind? Like, could you imagine at SummerSlam? What if it's Brock versus Roman at SummerSlam, and they Edge just go in. through a complete nightmare of a match? Roman comes out on top. And then you think you know me. That crowd would erupt. Mm-hmm. And you haven't seen mm-hmm. him in two months since June or whatever. Yeah. That That'd crowd would else. go ballistic. That would be ballistic. Adam Beverage with the sub. Thank you so much. Uh, wow, this is a great one. Fear and Loathing. Uh, we'll actually finish off with this one, and then we'll answer the rest of these on okay. the Twitch afterwards. Fear and Loathing says... Steve versus Larson at WrestleMania. How are you finishing off your friendo? I mean, there's no better finish between two people who absolutely love each other, who've inspired each other, who've worked together. Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's the same thing I thought too. Yeah. Or I'd stack you and Hilton and pin you both. <laughs> well, that but the reverse. <laughs> okay. You on top of it. Right, right. And right. I'd pin you both. Right. Or probably what more likely happened, Hilton would stack you on top or you on top of me and pin us. <laughs> that's both. exactly what would exactly yeah. Exactly. He would uh he would roam in us. Anyways, that's gonna do it. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us, for the support, for the super chats, for the power chats, for the subs, for everything. Thank you to the mods. Thank you to the enforcer. This past year has been a very strange one. And uh and you know, it seems like there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, but uh man, I'm re- I'm really enjoying sometimes, you know, I know a lot of tragedies come from pandemic, but you gotta find sometimes a silver lining. And for me, doing these remote not being in a room with you, but at the same time feeling more connected almost with the community because we've been able to do other stuff with other people. Um, uh, It's been a bit of a blessing in all this, you know, tragedy that we've experienced over the past year. So I want to say thanks to everybody and hopefully you'll continue to hang out here at going in raw till next time. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project 
in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.